boom, my palate was just like, oh, hello. Hey there. What's going on? Uh, and then I had another sip and then I had another pour. I'm like, okay, wait, wait a second. Like, this is just, this isn't even the same stratosphere of polite. Whiskey, whiskey. The singer's getting sore. We raise the roof. Now we're lowering the floor. The band is blistered, but we got a little more. When I say one, two, you say three, four. One, two, three, four. Welcome to the Whiskey Topic, hosted on the website, whiskey.buzz. I am Mark Bylock. And I'm Jamie Johnson. And, and Jamie, this is this is our official 100th episode. <laughs> Yay! Finally did it. I mean, we. You know what? I, I, I've been thinking about this. There's a, there was a new feature in iTunes where you could do like uh, season numbers. You could do like season one, episode one, and so forth. This right. podcast is more of a season number episode <laughs> series <laughs> than like one that does like one to a million or however long. <laughs> The yeah. Go. Yeah. That's right. I, I mean, yeah. we don't we don't really record every month, every week rather. So it's no. It's, we should just we do did. seasons. Like the first season is like 106 episodes long. That's right. That's great. <laughs> this that's is the great. season finale episode, and oh we'll have God. a season two. I wish there was cake. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> uh, nothing will be the fi- beat the 50th episode where there was like uh, where there was well there wasn't cake, but there were balloons. There were lots of balloons. That's right. That's right. That was great. Great day. I still day. remember uh, driving in, in, in my little uh, two-seater BMW showing up at some – because, I mean, this place was just – I don't know. It was just like the closest place nearby. It was a sketchy area, and I'm just like carrying around a whole bunch of balloons. I mean, it was comical. I'm trying to like push them into the car, and, and they're just – I mean, at this point, if I was pulled over, the cop would just be like, um, um so yeah, is this safe? just – yeah, safe? Not safe? Maybe just go ahead. Yeah. Congratulations or whatever. They're in order. Right. I'd be like, I'm getting engaged. That's why there's a balloon. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like make it up. Oh man, yeah. but uh, but yeah, no, we we do we know we're we've been uh, we've we've been busy. You know what? The, the last the last three or four months has been insane. You've been you've been traveling all kinds. Mm-hmm. I've been doing a mm-hmm. lot of whiskey tastings, um, and it has been it's it's just it's been wonderful. Like every part of it's been great. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, seasons more seasons yeah. than the weekly show. The more, that's right, that's right. Yeah, no, it's been it, it was uh, a really great sort of end to the year, and uh, even though it's like. I guess we're we're coming up on mid January now. It's always nice to take a little break and hang out with the fam and just like chill out and yeah, it's been it's been really really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we had our uh, annual uh, whiskey party uh, back in December, which was always fun. If you follow us on Instagram, you'd uh, you'd you'd see all that. Yeah, um, was, the offerings this year were pretty bonkers like quite the selection and, and so i don't mean to I, i'm gonna say that i don't mean to be um, uh critical but like th- there's this one whiskey that always shows up which is just like an edge case of like uh, a rare good whiskey that um that but it's also like available everywhere. And so the first heel party we had we had like five or six bottles of basil hayden. Right. Again, yes. nothing wrong with Basil Hayden, but it's like love Basil Hayden. But but if you're new to whiskey, Basil Hayden is a, is a good new discovery, and it's got a unique bottling, and you, and you want to bring it everywhere. Like people bring it over somebody's house, people love Basil Hayden. But it's also right. available like all year round. It's not like you know, it, it's just it's always it's always available. And so the first year there was just like a lot of people went with Basil Hayden, and the second year uh, we had uh, we had three Basil Haydens. Which was, you know, again, like yeah. we, we've, we're, we're, and then we, we just had more rare and rarer whiskeys. And this third year, we had one Basil Hayden. Oh my so, God. Uh, uh, and I'm very happy with that. I'm like, let's keep it to one Basil Hayden. We don't need to do, you know, I mean, we don't need to do more than that, but, or less than that, but, but one Basil Hayden is good. 
One Basil Hayden is perfect because it's, you know, it's 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 a good when you're getting into some of those crazy whiskeys and people were bringing out cast strength whiskeys. It's a nice little, you know, it's a palate cleanse. It's like it's an equalizer. You're like, come back to center. Basil Hayden's a good one for that. You know, it's like it's like it's like smelling your own shirt when you like are doing a tasting. <laughs> it's like getting yourself recentered and then going in for the the crazy stuff it was fun though it was just like there was so many people and like so many actually people that listened to the podcast like were there which was really fun so uh they were all like oh my god your dog's so cute and i was like thank you <laughs> thanks so much thanks for following him on instagram so like you know it's always nice it comes full circle you're sort of like this is awesome so always That's... a great way to end the uh end the season so yeah. 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 And that's uh yeah, it really it really was a lot of fun and like you said, a great way to end the season. Not not just for uh you know, just not for December, but it's it's uh we do the heel party after, you know, most of our whiskey tastings have taken place. I think you and I still still had a few gigs afterwards, but for the most part. Uh and, and many brand ambassadors have are done and, and friends are are getting ready to ramp up for the holidays, so that's always yeah. fun. Um Jamie, what are you drinking? Well, actually, I'm drinking something super fun that I've there's been a lot of buzz about it. And I was lucky enough to get my hands on it uh, when I was in Alberta at um, uh, there's a, a new wine and beyond in Sage Hill. And um, I know Ryan, who's the whiskey buyer there. Hi, Ryan. Listens hey, Ryan. to the um, hi, listens to us and um, managed to get my hands on. I saw it and I was like, please, may I have that? It's the Glenfiddich Winter Storm. So ah, yes. kind of a neat one that's not super easy to get a handle on. And I just so happened to walk in on a day they had a couple bottles come in. So um, which is this one's got a sort of unique Canadian spin on it that it's finished in an ice wine casks. And I, I think when Beth was on, you guys uh, chatted about it. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm drinking. And it's lovely. It's, you know perfect for uh this moment there was a couple stories about it in the press and uh yeah it's it's kind of kind of a different one so i decided to have a dram what about you what do you got uh i have gone with the uh weller 12 good old weller 12 ah uh, uh, yes yeah the uh buffalo trace distillery it's the weeded mash bill um it's the whiskey that's most known for being uh like pappy but not pappy and uh <laughs> actually the truth is weller 12 was like a really fantastic cheap whiskey that you could buy for like 15 18 dollars and, and and ever since uh you know people connected that pappy and weller used the same recipe and are made in the same distillery um now it sells for like 150 bucks i've you know you see it on instagram right. all the time or twitter people are like oh weller 12 150 dollars 200 dollars i'm like no no it's a 30 dollar whiskey pay 35 dollars for it that, that's it that's good you're good for paying that much don't pay more yeah no it's true it's true it's just uh it is such a great like go-to like so like uh just tried tested and true and and yeah what a good bet what i'm i miss i don't even think i have any bottles left in my collection oh no well, uh, I, and I've got a little, little sample of uh, Winter Storm uh, that I'm uh, waiting to taste and score. So I'm looking forward oh, to Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah I, I love that. That it's finished in, uh, you know, like you said, ice. Um, uh, ice wine. Well, ice wine. So ice wine, if, if you're not in the. I was uh, just going to say, but would you, you should probably give us like a heads up on what ice wine is because it's very unique to, to Canada. Yeah, I think basically two countries primarily make ice wine. Uh, I think Germany made it. Uh, again, I'm not a wine person. I don't know. I think Germany was like the very, very first 
country to make ice wine. Uh, but Canada kind of took the mantle of that because uh, it's it's based, it's wine that's been made uh, at uh, like below zero degrees temperature, I think, Jamie. I'm negative eight or something. I don't know. Uh, where the sugars freeze, I want to say, or the water right. freezes. Right. Um, but the sugars are still solid. And so you're getting a much sweeter drink. Listen, there's yeah. so many question marks. I'm just going to go on the Google. I'm just going to Google. <laughs> I, I figured, <laughs> Jamie, between you and I, we've been to enough wineries. We should know the answer here. But, I know, but you um, know what? It's it's very funny. So, um, natural ice wines. So they they're frozen. They use frozen grapes to make the uh, the ice wine. Um, ha, bah, 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 bah. I mean, I guess that. So so it tends to be quite a sweet sort of dessert wine. It's very syrupy and it's very, very sweet. Um, most of these ice wines made from frozen grapes and, um, yeah. So essentially, uh, uh, fermentation, whatever happens in the casks. And then those casks are, uh, sent to Glenfiddich where they finish, uh, the whiskey in, in that. And it's actually a 21 year old whiskey. Um, so yeah, probably, and, and I actually don't know how long it spends in the cask. I would assume to finish it, I would assume it's probably about four to six months. Um, but uh, it's got a really nice light sweetness to it. It's I don't find it to be like syrupy sweet or anything. But even if you're not an ice wine fan, and I'm, I'm actually not an ice wine fan. Yeah, same. same. Um, it's, it's I just find it way too sweet for me. Uh, that doesn't. It, I don't find it comes across overly syrupy. Uh, it just gives it a nice little like just a little hint of sweetness. So it's a neat one. If you can find a bottle, uh, or if somebody's got one on a list, it's 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 kind of rare right now, but. Uh, definitely worth giving it a try. It's something unique. And uh, think about us up in Canada freezing our butts off up here. Yeah, it, it can, like I said, it can only be produced at, at certain temperatures. So it's literally freezing outside, and that's that's the only time it can be made successfully. Um, and yeah, it, it, the ice wine itself comes in a tiny little bottle and costs $30, $40, uh, They have something called late harvest wine, which is like the same thing, but it's a little warmer and a little cheaper. You know, there's always there's always stuff you can do. But uh, but yeah, ice wine uh, is a pretty interesting uh, finish, and I'm dying to try this. I, it's, I've been saving it. I've been like, it's one of those, those whiskeys. I'm like, okay, I got I to gotta save this, but uh, I do got to taste it soon. So uh, I will do that next couple taste of weeks. Taste it soon. Yeah, I've got a bottle. So if you just, Ooh, it's fine. I got better. you. Even yeah. better, even better. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's been actually interesting because uh, Scotch has been making a lot of news this week, uh, this year rather. In 2017, there's just been well, this year, last year, uh, 2017 has been very uh, interesting for Scotch. We were, we were looking at the ScotchWhiskey.com top 10 stories uh, of 2017, and uh, Glenfiddich Winterstorm uh, made it to the top 10 list. Um, but all those old distilleries that are opening up—that's yeah. like. That's like another huge thing. So, uh, our friends yeah. from Diageo are opening up Port Ellen and Brora. Is it Brora? Brora, yeah, you got yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, you probably said it more Scottish than I did. Like, that was <laughs> they probably do roll the R like that. So, well done. Yeah, it's like a five letter word, but it sounds like it's 60 syllables. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so these are, this is our friends, our friends at Diageo, our favorite company we like to make fun of. Um, and actually, but this is a big story because, um, I, when I was at the, uh, when I was at the New Brunswick, uh, uh, spirits festival, we, and then we recorded a couple of podcasts. We did this, uh, old Port Ellen tasting where they took really mm-hmm. old bottlings of Port Ellen. And these were all, uh, from made in the eighties before the distiller was closed. Um, 
And so Diageo has ownership of these two old distilleries and they they just, you know, they sell the old stuff. Like this is like the lost distilleries of Port Ellen, the lost right. distillery of Brora. Like they don't make whiskey anymore. This is it. Mm-hmm. They're going to sell you a 21-year-old uh, scotch and, and that's it. That That's mm-hmm. that's all. This is all they have. The distillery is closed. You got it. But now it's open again. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens or whether or not people um, respond to it in like the same way that they did uh, when it was like a sort of a ghost distillery. It seems like when you think about like Stitzel Weller, you know, how back, you know, in the day people are, you know, well, before it sort of reopened under this new sort of um, umbrella, it sort of had this like, oh, it's Stitzel Weller, Pappy, or oh, this is, you know, this is from Stitzel Weller. And, and then when it reopens, it doesn't have that same sort of like, people don't get as excited about it. So I'll be curious to see how it pans out. Yeah, I, it, it is interesting. I um, I liked, um, I liked uh, Davin de Cargum who um, did the tasting there. And he, he introduces, he's like, you know, Port Ellen uh, is all the original was all sherry finished, but uh, back back then they used to do something, and I can't remember the technical term, but they used to use basically like uh, a conditioner on a conditioning process on barrels to give them more of a sherry note. It wasn't like they put in sherry mm. in the barrels; they used mm-hmm. like a chemical to add that flavor profile, um, and they didn't taste anything like sherry finishes at all, uh, <laughs> not not at all whatsoever. And if you can Ooh. hear babies in the crea- uh, crying, the <laughs> it's because I have children now, as we've covered. <laughs> I, this, this is actually the oh, big reason life. why it's been so hard to record. Uh, when yeah. we Skype, uh, you know, Jimmy, I, lo- I love doing these recordings, but the first four months, th- there was never a time they weren't crying. I mean, they there's two of them. There's twi- they're twins. So, like, they don't cry a lot, but the time their sleep and recording is, is impossible. My gosh, yeah. so funny, so um, funny, so sweet. Yeah, but yeah, the the, the Port Ellen and Brora were were just totally. Uh, uh, people were were pretty upset that these bottling and, and some of these bottlings, I mean, uh, are going for ten, fifteen thousand dollars a bottle, or uh, a lot of money. I can't remember that's quite the number, but like the their initial, the original Diageo releases from those distilleries are going for a lot of money. They're twenty one, twenty two year old scotches, mm-hmm. and they are uh, and they're they're good. Like it's good. Like I don't I don't yeah. know if I I certainly wouldn't pay thousands of dollars for it, but uh, it's a wonderful experience to taste them. Um, sure. But uh, they they. Um, uh, so so they're 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 big collectors' items, and now they're going to start making whiskey again. Yeah, and the Cinderella comparison was perfect. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's funny. Like I'm not sure. It's really interesting. What like given that all these sort of like distilleries are reopening and everything like that. Like I'm just I'm really curious to see where um, the uh, the sort of new wave of collectibles is going to come from. Uh, instead of being this, like, is it is it going to be all about independent bottlers, like, in the next couple of years? Like, what? Because it's, like, that's, you know, that's massive right now. And, and it's happening in American whiskeys, and it's happening in, in American whiskeys in a little different way. And having those sort of private bottlings. And then in single malts and scotch, you often get, um, you have sort of independent bottlers that are going ahead and, and you know, sort of buying up their own casts and, and blending and doing all this stuff. So it'll be interesting to see sort of how that all pans out yeah absolutely and and uh rosebank is um is 
is doing a thing. Uh, there, there's brand new distilleries that are opening up in uh, in Scotland. Um, so this is this is a whole thing. But but on that topic, uh, a couple of the stories on this top ten list were about all the the fake whiskey going around. Uh, yeah, that that you know people are buying. Uh, I think the, the the number one story on their list was that ten thousand dollar glass of Macallan that uh, was being sold um at a bar uh in china is was completely fake well it was the, the bottle was real actually i don't even know the bottle's real but the whiskey itself was definitely fake yikes uh, do we find out what it was I don't think so. Well, I think they knew it was. Uh, I think they knew it was a blended, not a. Sing- I can't remember now. But they're doing these tests where they can tell whether it's a blended or single malt, and they've got these like tasting sticks. Now they could pour your whiskey on something, and it'll confirm its origin up to a, some degree, I guess. You know, I, I know. Like this is like how do you how do you know what's real, what's fake? I mean, you're almost better off buying brand new expensive whiskey than buying something that's been around for 20 30 years because you you don't know if it's real it's true it's true and there was like there was a movie um on netflix i think it's on netflix i think it's called bottle shock we might have talked about this already but i think but it's like the same guy like this one guy got nailed for like basically um selling these like fake crazy like vintage bottles of wine and he was like, he was making this really delicious wine. Like he was like blending like wines together and like rebottling them um, in like old bottles or like bottles Ooh. that had been. Yeah. But like apparently they were quite good. And now people are kind of like, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if the the fake uh, wines start like becoming collector's items themselves. <laughs> and also it sounds like this guy totally misses calling. Like yeah, cool to right? be a criminal. But like maybe you should have been a winemaker instead. I don't know. I, now I want some of this fake wine. Yeah, because I mean, making wine—it's—it's—it's it's, it's so similar in that blending process to the way it's Scotch. You're taking different barrels of wine that have been sometimes aged a little differently, sometimes from different sources, sometimes with different barrel types, uh, sometimes not barrels at all, and uh, and you blend them together to create a complex, enjoyable drink. So yeah, I, I I could see you could take you know like some great great wines blending them together and ha- and and sell these fake $1000 bottles of wine yeah. that's amazing it's true i know i know it's fascinating and it's really interesting again like i talk about this sometimes when i'm doing classes is like you know old bottles and we've talked about this thousands of times like you know old bottles is it going to be what you want it to be or is it going to be you know it, it it doesn't age in the bottle no but like is it like we've seen with a lot of the old old canadian whiskeys they're quite sweet and maple syrupy and buttery and light and and maybe not to the palate of nowadays or so i'm always so curious about who it is that's buying this dram of like ten thousand dollar dram of whiskey and what are they expecting and are they happy with it and was it what they expected yeah, I, it's curious. That is so curious. I mean, it's like that uh, when I went to that uh, pre-prohibition uh, 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 bourbon tasting and they literally, <laughs> they opened up one bottle and our tasting notes were like, this smells like glue. And we tasted like, this tastes right. like glue. And, you know, this is a bottle that's open in front of us. And the guy's like, yeah, you know, actually sometimes glue just gets into the cork by accident. So you're probably tasting yeah. glue. Glue. It's glue. Oh, that's good tasting oh, notes. It's glue. That, yeah. That's Great. I discovered the taste of glue. Well, that's been <laughs> since I was yep. a child. I've not tasted yep. glue. I don't that's know. true. <laughs> <laughs> you give it to your kid and they're like, that's glue. Oh, man. Just use that today in kindergarten. <laughs> right. 
glue. Jeez. Well, oh I, I think I think one of the top stories. Now, uh, Jamie and I we're gonna we're gonna do our our top five whiskeys of the year that we've tasted. But first, I I, I can't I can't say enough about this. One of the top stories for us because, um, you know, Jamie and I love Dixon Deadman from uh, the Kentucky Owl and from. Um, uh, from the inn. Why, why do I forget the name of the inn? It's called the Beaumont. The, the Beaumont Inn. Yeah, the Beaumont in Harrodsburg. Harrodsburg. Yeah. Uh, where last call is nine thirty. So come over. <laughs> um, but um, the so so he sold to the Stoli Group. Uh, that's the story happened earlier in the year. Um, but they announced this gigantic, and it, it's called an amusement park. I mean, it's called the Kentucky Owl Park in Bartstown uh, to combine tourism, dining, and entertainment. Oh, and distilling. They're also going to make whiskey there. Uh, but, on the, <laughs> but that's like the last thing they're doing there. It's a $150 million lakeside complex uh, that's going to have restaurant facilities, a train station, other stuff. A yeah. um, uh, lake? fishing right fishing recreation Um, lake convention center oh yeah uh, it's going to employ 77 full-time people it's like i said 150 million dollars is being invested in this um what a weird way to go so kentucky owl if you're not familiar with the product um how do we best describe it um Dixon uh, owns the Beaumont Inn, uh, you know, very super well-recognized uh, place. They, they won a bunch of awards. Um, very prestigious place. Um, he loves his whiskeys, and he bought barrels of whiskey that he would release uh, mm. every year. Mm-hmm. And he kind of had like, I mean, I don't know, I'm simplifying this, but my impression is he had like 12 barrels. And like every year he would select like two or three barrels, blend them together, and he'd, he'd release uh, Kentucky Owl. Um, so that went really well. And from that, uh, we have an amusement park. Amazing. <laughs> it's like, it's like, um, well, I think, you know, I, I, it's so funny. Like I've known Dixon for years now and I have, uh, I only have had the first release of Kentucky Owl. The last time I went to the Beaumont is that's what we had. And, uh, it was quite good. And like, he, you know, the whole thing about this was, is he was sort of, um, reintroducing, um, a whiskey that I think it was his grandfather, Mm -hmm. uh, had made. And so, yeah. So I guess it just like, it's got really well, like recognized and people really enjoyed it. And I think they just came out with a rye as if I'm not wrong. They did 11 year old rye. And now there you go. Yeah. we don't know where that one's from. It's certainly not anything uh, he had barreled previously, but it is delicious. It, it, it yeah. is really good. Um, yeah. I was lucky enough to have it like two or three times now. Uh, yeah. it, it seems also more available. It's uh, There's a lot right. of people that have bottles. Like When it was released, Instagram was full of Kentucky Owl releases. Totally, and people, you just couldn't get a handle on it. It was just very exciting. Um, and so, yeah, and so now uh, it seems as though it's you know got enough recognition to sort of have this huge sort of machine behind it now this the stoli group is like recognized that this is you know this brand is is really working people are really enjoying it and they just were like hey why not seems like they were just like well if we're gonna do it may as well do it and so like, i think there's gonna be like a hotel on site like this is all brilliant to me because it is like a one-stop, like I guess the the only thing that I could say that is tricky about Kentucky and the Bourbon Trail is that you are traveling all the time. 
right? You're always driving between different distilleries. And so I imagine that this would give you the freedom of having space, but not having to sort of like drive around. Like this is a place you could hunker down and spend a day and then an overnight in, and you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to drive. There's a train, train station, like all of this. It's so smart. And then you're like completely like surrounded by this brand, like the way Stoli's done it, it sounds like, you know, like they're just like, we're going to just like Kentucky Owl. That's what they're going to be drinking. That's what we're going to offer in the bar. That's all the cocktails. That's all. So, but it also sounds like they're making this the sort of crown jewel of their newest sort of American whiskey, um, division. So it seems as though this is going to be like step one of many. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's basically going to be like whiskey Disneyland. Yeah, I, you're right. It's just it's going to keep everybody on premise, and ah. um, and and why not? I mean, uh, you know, sure. Sometimes I, you want to like stop on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail and like have a day in one place, while where you don't have to drive between you know different distilleries and stuff. And this is kind of that option for you. Yeah, I kind of feel like that in some distilleries. Like you go to like Maker's Mark, and it and it's beautiful, and you're like, so um, could I just like I don't know, sit I on a porch and yeah. uh, smoke exactly. a cigar and have some whiskey and I don't know. Yeah. other things like exactly I, I mean i'm done i i had your whiskey i had the tour i saw where you distilled and you're fermented and now i'm just like and i'm yeah what am i gonna done. do now done exactly done for the day so like where can i put my feet up where can somebody make me a cocktail like what's happening here so i mean i think it's brilliant um i want to go yes yes absolutely <laughs> Field trip. Uh, <laughs> that's right. When is this opening? I, I, I should even. I shouldn't. Uh... Uh, twenty twenty. Oh boy. Oh, yeah, we got a couple of years. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I mean, I think something similar to this is not as quite as fanciful. Uh, Castle and Key. That I don't know if it's still open. It, it, I, we did an interview with them earlier in the year over the summer, mm-hmm. uh, and they're projected to be open in September. But the same idea is that they want to keep you on premise and give you a little bit more, uh, more to do there. Um, so. Uh, Jamie, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do our own like whiskey making wonderland. Our own, yeah. our own. And so, so we're, we're so we're gonna assume we've got our own kind of plot of land, and uh, we can do whatever we want there. Uh, but we can't. We can't. Once we take an idea, the other person can't take the idea. So, I mean, we're gonna assume there's gonna be distillation and fermentation and and probably some barrel storage on property, right? Yes. Uh, I, I was going to say we should we should like roll dice for those, but I mean that you can't, you can't, you, you have to. Have no, l- I, I would say like the general. It should be like you know, obviously, you know your your distillery, your rick houses. Uh, that is, is a given. Those two yeah. buildings. Yeah. Um, but now, what, so what mm. would be? So now we would have to go and see like what would be our most. Uh, fanciful uh or or not so fanciful amusement rides or type amusement Mm. activities on this island so you know we might pick like i don't know riding horses we might pick um Mm. i don't know i'm trying to pick something that you and i won't pick um nothing too athletic there like (laughs) right (laughs) we're not gonna have basketball or soccer fields or football fields no that's not jamie and i at all um (laughs) it would just be like it would just be like a bunch of bars (laughs) right (laughs) <laughs> well, okay. We should have just be like a distillery, a rickhouse, and then like thirty different bars you could go to. <laughs> <laughs> that 
<laughs> that would probably be okay. That is a good point. That is a very, very good point. I we would just have a bunch of bars that we could yeah. hop. I, I mean, is like that the just the answer? <laughs> next to like hard water in San Francisco, like tiki bar over here. Like it would just be like ridiculous. Um, because no rides. Because like if people are drinking, like I don't know. I guess I think about like Disney World and like. You know, I love Disney World. Um, mm. Big fan. And especially now that the parks are licensed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, you know, like going on a distillery tour and then like hopping on like a, uh, a ride it doesn't always sound like a great idea to me. Because, ugh, yeah, it's going to be messy. Yeah, it depends how um, much you've been drinking. I guess you could do like a golf course, like for people who are into that. Like I'm not into that. I'd be like, I'll meet you in the spa, and then like maybe we could have a spa. <laughs> well, what about okay? So, so I think this would be my like number one pick. I'll tell you what my number one pick would be because I, I agree. Like I think I think we're, we we've got it. There's gonna be a, a bar row, and there's gonna be like like you said, like a tiki bar, like a traditional yeah. bourbon bar, or like an old classic cocktail bar, a new age cocktail bar. Yeah, you know, like that. That. Uh, what would you say? A com- so around the whole, around the whole thing, right? Around the whole complex, like th- where the rickhouses are, and where there's distillation, and around the fermenters, and and especially around like all the tourist, uh, like the visitor center. Um, everywhere there's a track, and it, it looks like a go kart track. Yeah. But it's really more of a bumpers car track because you, you don't want to combine oh. drinking and, 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 and race, you know, go kart yes. racing. Yeah. Uh, but it's like bumpers cars on a track. And then you <laughs> could visit and you could just like, you could just visit everywhere. You could just like, you're riding around your go kart, yep. you bump into people, uh, you're, you're, yep. you have a drink in your hand, obviously. Um, yep. and, and you spill your drink. So you just over, go over to the, like, the Rick house and be like, oh, right. what, what, are you, what are you aging here? Like, oh, we're aging some, f- some fine rye. That's, uh, right. We've, we've got some uh, two year old barrel samples you can try. And you're like, yeah, yeah, sure, that's great. Two year old barrel sure, samples. Sure. Awesome. Just drink those. And then yep. you continue riding the, the go-kart. It's, you know, nicely padded and, and, yep. and safe. And, yeah. and the street corner, and then, <laughs> well, street, the track are, is padded as well. With yeah, pillows. no sharp edges. <laughs> no sharp edges. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, what else do you do? What, what else would you, like, you have to have some sort of amusement ride. <laughs> I know you have to have something. I know. Um, what kind of amusement ride is, like, safe for people who are drinking and fun? <gasps> What about an like an Epcot Center type ride? Yeah, where it's like all inside and like there's a lot of padded edges. You could do that or you could do like um like like yeah, like how they have like you can watch like Star Wars but like your seat moves around. Like you could do like oh, yeah. one of those like movie theater ones where it's like yeah, where you you could do that. Take you on an, a, a tour of the distillery and the top rick houses and like the seats move like you're inside like a like you're inside of um, a roller coaster but like you're not. Have you ever and, seen those? They have yeah, been on one of those. Of like the yeah, craziest they, thing. It's so trippy. Out, everywhere like, had them. <laughs> I know. You're just like, oh my gosh, what's happening here? And like they like, oh, you know, it'd be so funny uh-huh. is if they you did like um, sing along movies. Well, because I love musicals, right? Now that and is so, a like, Jamie idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Get everyone yes. get everyone nicely toasted and send them into Greece, you know, with pop like sing along songs and where the lyrics pop up. Admit you could have a great time. Yeah. 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 
There you go. Okay, I think this is good. So we got we got go karting slash bumper cars. We've got (laughs) sing alongs. We've got a potential one of those amusement stationary rides that they kind of take you through barrels. Um, um, Yeah, I don't know. Is there is there anything else we'd have in our? I mean, beyond the obvious, anything else we'd we'd want to consider? Um. See, so far I feel I thought we I thought we would be uh, I thought we would be competing here, but I feel like we're complimenting each other. Right I know now. it's just we should open that the Stoli better not steal any of these ideas. Oh, sue them! Right, right, they're copyright. Uh, uh, copyright, uh, trademark, trademark, exactly. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. All right, this is good. This is good. I, I, li- I like this a lot. I think the uh, you know I, the whole idea is just just come here, drink, and have fun. That's all. That that's all you, yeah. you could do. In, you know exactly. In your nice little contained community. Oh, you know what? You definitely have to have in one of these things. Uh-huh. Uh, you know where you can go, like if you have a hangover, and they do like uh, like IV, like they oh, they do like IV yeah. like B twelve, like and you go in the morning and you just get your little half hour treatment of like fresh water and vitamins and then you're like on your way driving a wild turkey and like everything's fine <laughs> that is you know? awesome okay. i love that you get your you get your vitamin d and like, nutrition's yeah exactly exactly and then like if you want a greasy breakfast you can but like <laughs> <laughs> right that that should like just be like the the, the, the <laughs> sweets uh you wake up in the morning there's just somebody that comes to your like you don't have to wake up somebody just comes to your room yeah. as you sleep and they yeah. just attach the IV. That way you don't have to worry about it at all. You, you just wake up refreshed. That's it. That's right. That's right. They stick a little bag of McDonald's like next to your door and like Ooh, you're good to go. Nice. You got some. So you feel like happy. You're ready to go. I think that's great. Done. Yeah, that's um, it's a I, if, if you if uh, there's a, a courting story for when I was courting Nicole. Uh, she was hung over one day and that's that's what I did. I brought her McDonald's <laughs> at her door the next day. Did you uh, say courting? What is this? 1850? Yes, I, I had to court Nicole. <laughs> Nicole's a, you know, there was courting involved. I wasn't swiping right. Courting. My <laughs> this, goodness. This, no, this it just before, sounds very uh, like fancy. Like, uh, courting, my goodness. I like, bought McDonald's. Whoa. It's as fancy as it got. I mean, you know, it's... it's <laughs> Pick her up in a horse and carriage? Like... <laughs> Oh, Ooh, sure. horse and carriage, horse and carriage. That should be at our park too. <laughs> That'd be great. Nice little, like you know, like little carriage ride around little the property. Yeah, yeah, very pretty. There you yeah, go. Nice. You know, have some yeah. have some lights and some lit trees yeah. and um, well, yeah, lots of twinkle lights and like yeah. Oh, you know what? I, it should go through like all our favorite movies. So like you'd have like Dirty Dancing on one screen and then you'd yeah. have like Die Hard on the other screen and then you'd have um, – <laughs> what's your second favorite movie, Jamie? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's don't so many. go there. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll beat you. <laughs> well, <maybe. laughs> <laughs> but but you get the idea and you just yeah. you know and, and eventually get eventually like mine would like geek out to like you know a uh, game of thrones or, or something and uh, it would just yeah. be like yeah yeah well, that's we'll not a movie it. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would love it though if you had it if you were like we're doing a game of thrones like you know all day like whatever people could just pop in and be like holy moly what's going on here and then it'd be like that's a little intense maybe for yeah our you know, whiskey theme park but that's okay we can do it it's, it's make-believe I feel like I've, it is. I, I feel like if we were actually at a at a meeting where we we're pitching ideas, they'd they'd look at us at this point and be like, "So anyway, um, we were thinking of having a couple of bars and carriage. Yeah. Fine, you can have, you can have horses. That that you're done. Yeah, that, that's all. That's all you're getting. I'd be like, okay, 
Okay, I'll thank still you. do. I'll still. Yep, sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, Jamie. Are we ready for our uh, top five whiskeys yeah. of the? I. You know what? I'm. I. I know what the five are. I am having a lot of trouble putting them in order. A lot of trouble. Um, well, maybe you don't have to put them in order. They can just be. They can just be the top five hmm. as a collective instead of like ranked. We can do whatever we want. It's our podcast. It is. That's true. It is. I, I just, I just don't know. If, are we chicken out if we don't rank them? But no, you're right. Maybe we don't have to rank them because well, I mean, you know, some yeah, some are di- for different days, right? Some are, yeah. you know, so, yeah. There's too many different categories. It's like apples to oranges in some of these. So that's true. You that's know, true. The, I, I think we can, if there's something that's like a standout that you want to be like, this is my number one, then I say go for it. But otherwise, we can just name off the top five because I think we might have a little overlap. I don't know. Yeah, oh, no. actually, that's a good point. We may, we may not. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, Jamie, do you want to start first? Yeah. I mean, I think this is one that we might have a little overlap with is uh-huh. the uh, the Lot 40 cast strength. Yes. That was going to be the first one I'd mentioned. So that's perfect. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I guess we feel, you know, quite strongly about this. And we have uh, since visiting Dr. Don uh, and getting that, that cask um, sample. Uh, and always were looking to have it. Even you started a, a hashtag, I believe, or some sort of kind of a campaign of sorts. And uh, asking you shall receive. So we got this beautiful Lot 40 cast strength whiskey uh, bestowed upon us here. So, yeah, part of the um, Northern Border Collection released by Corby's, which included uh, the Good Ermine Warts, the Three Grain Little Trinity, 17, uh, the Wiser's 35, Lot 40 Cast Strength, and what am I missing? Uh, Pikes Creek. Pikes Creek. Uh, Speyside Cask? Speyside Cask, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that collection yeah. of the sort of Canadian version of uh, the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, or BTAC, as B-tac. we like to call it. Officially named BTAC. That's right. Uh, so yeah, it's a big, beautiful, spicy rye that if you love Lot 40, you will probably love this one. Yeah, I, I you know, we, we've talked about it probably so much in the podcast. So I, I all, yeah. all I'll say, all I'll say um, is um, uh, the, uh, there's a, a podcast we did in the past with New Bourbon Drinker. That's, you know, one he, he's, you know, we can't use his real name because he's like one of those guys that like secretly trades a lot of whiskey. Uh, and, and, probably in the gray market. Um, at any rate, um, so, um, you know, J- Jamie, you weren't able to make it. Uh, you know, you, of course, had an invite, but we were, uh, him and I, we sat down at a bar in in Toronto and we kind of went to the bartender we're like, hey, so we're going to just uh, pour some samples of Some stuff. of our own whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> it could be whiskey, but it might just be maple syrup because that's the latest craze. Uh, and the bartender's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> just, just, you know, order some whiskey for me. I'm like, all right. Um, and so we were drinking these really wonderful whiskeys um, uh, that he like kind of his favorite whiskeys of the year, and uh, and we finished off the night with Law Forty Cast Strength, and it just stood up wonderfully. It was it was vibrant go. and different a little bit, but still very familiar and lovely uh, yeah. compared to all these great bourbons we were drinking. Um, and that included we had some BTAC, uh, had some Stag from a couple of different years, and and still like Law Forty Cast Strength was like probably the more huh. memorable drink that that night that I had. It was the most memorable drink I had that night. Um, so that's interesting, right? Huh, there you go. Great. Yeah. Love it. And love, love, love that um, 
you know, and we've talked about this before, but really putting Canadian whiskeys on the map uh, and sort of in a, in an elevated way um, and uh, being very uh, sort of um, uncompromising about mm-hmm. the Canadianness of the whiskey and being proud of it. So that's very exciting for for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's your What's your next one? So uh, my next one was uh, it was had on the uh, had it on the podcast, uh, and I still think about it. Uh, it was that um, when we had uh, uh, Tomadera or Tio yes. Madera, uh, yeah. he poured us that Heaven Hill uh, Caden Head uh, pour. Oh, yeah, 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 that was that was the one that was like it's a Heaven Hill bourbon that was bought by a bottler in scotland at like five or six years and they aged it the rest of the time in scotland and you, and you basically you just poured like from the barrel directly so it was a single barrel product and it was like balled at 61.2 percent um and i it, that one was so interesting it was like one of my more interesting ones because it was it was bourbon it was very very clearly bourbon but because mm-hmm. it had spent half its life give or take in scotland it just it aged a little differently it just it like it was like it was like one of those novels you read and you're like oh yeah i know where this is going this is uh you know in the genre this is just a novel i get it i get it's gonna go and then the flavor profile just went in a completely different direction uh in a very very wonderful refreshing way um and also so unique like often does that happen um so I, I thought that Heaven Hill 11 Caden Head 61.2%. Um, I've got a review. I'll post it on whiskey.buzz uh, in a couple of weeks. I got I to gotta just uh, edit that one. But that's, uh, that was one of my I, – I, I don't know. It's just one of these unique whiskeys I've tasted that I'll probably never taste again. Uh, yeah. But it was such a wonderful, wonderful pour. So fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun show, actually. Well, yeah. There was a couple – mind blow actually when i saw him at the the heel party he's like oh i gave something to mark to give to you and i was like i'll probably never get it <laughs> i found it i found it the other day did you <laughs> i did it, it was a sample of that um uh, i can't remember was the, the sample that like we couldn't figure out which which irish distillery was from that irish whiskey yeah, um yeah. and so uh, the one that i was having a lot of trouble with that yeah, i was like oh my god yeah. what is this yeah, yeah. it's funny i I, my place was such a mess with whiskey. Uh, that, whole, that whole second, like that whole fourth quarter, I just found this random bag and I had, oh, this is balls of whiskey. In it. <laughs> it's like after Christmas, yeah. right? I'm like, I know. Oh, oh, there's sample bottles in here. Oh, 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 this is the one for Jamie. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, I love it. Okay, awesome. awesome. I'm so- just trying to think of any other. Well, this year um, mm. for me was obviously like a crazy crazy year um i started working with or for balveni um full-time as a brand ambassador so i had a couple chances to try some stuff that i, I never would have yeah yeah just here and there i mean the one I, I shared this story when we talked about being brand ambassador and sort of my experience and working with david stewart in the in the lab and having a cold uh <laughs> on the the day i was sampling with him and how what a bummer that was. But uh, I've been lucky enough to try a couple neat Balvenies uh, that were from the um, the DCS compendium, the latest oh, chapter, yeah. um, which are really cool. A standout being um, the 1963 um, and also the 1973. Um, yeah. Yeah, and this is this is something, and, and I mean, same with the Heaven Hill product, and a lot of weight, lot forty. Like, it's really hard to taste any of those. I, I've not tasted any of that. That sounds amazing. 
Yeah. And it's one of those things that you just are so grateful for. And in any sort of capacity, um, just like, just really, um, like it's, it's just something, sorry, I'm just like, I just went on to the, um, Albany website and it starts off with music. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to somebody from the company about that. Come on. <laughs> I know. I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's one of those things where I, I know how um, – sorry. I knew I, – I knew I, I was like – as soon as I said 63, I thought that was wrong. But it's very in, in tune with me being bad with dates. So it's, it was a 61. Mm. Uh, so 55 years. Um, and then the 73 as well. So uh, having those two are really, really special, but something that uh, sort of available w- widely from Belveni that I got to have this year that I was really excited about was the peated triple cask. Because um, Belveni does a peated malt uh, now, and we've released this peated triple cask in um, duty free. And yeah. it's a beautiful expression. Um, we also have Pete Week 14, but like that, uh, that Pete triple cast to me is just right, right in my wheelhouse. So that's like, that's, that's a, that's a whiskey that makes me feel like not such a jerk for saying it was my whiskey of the year. But yeah, that, that go- triple cast is <laughs> it's something else. It, really it really good. Is. It's really good. And it's reasonable at the duty free. Like, um, it's, yeah, it's, and, and, you know, a lot of people are sort of, you know, going through New York or going through, you know, Heathrow or wherever. And, and it's, it's widely, uh, pretty widely available. So something that almost anyone can get their hands on if they're a traveling sort. So yeah, that one's pretty neat. Uh, I obviously had to give a shout out to my Belvene cause I've been really lucky to try some cool ones this year. So yeah, 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 that's uh, that's a great. I, you know what? I, the, the triple cast I uh, also review forthcoming on the Whiskey Buzz. <laughs> I've been getting actually much better about reviews. It's uh, it's really good. I've been uh, it's actually good. <laughs> I don't well, normally, but it's that's like you have two babies now. Yeah, so. I know. I had to pause it's, for a while, but there's, yeah, there's more more stuff. The life changing, I guess. You know. Yeah. But uh, no, that triple cast uh, for me it was like char and caramel, just char and caramel uh, in the most lovely way. I think I think the only criticisms I've read about triple cast, like oh, it's not peated enough. Like it's not that kind of peat. It's it's not. It's not that I, kind of peat. Um, so yeah, if you're like if you're expecting that kind of peat, then sure, you may not think it's that kind of peat. But exactly. uh, if you just come in expecting it's just a different kind of peat, because it is. It's a Highland peat. It's not an Islay peat. Um, exactly. It's uh, it's just char and caramel and so much. I, I actually enjoyed more than the uh, the Pete Week, uh, which was the collector's yeah, I mean, edition, right? Um, yeah, the 2002 vintage. Uh, yeah. So if which you see it, good. I can't. But it was very really gentle. good. But it was very gentle. It was it was a gentle pour. Yeah. Uh, very triple. gentle, and they're both meant to be gentle. They're not like oily like Isla Pete's, which I love too. But they're just it's just a different style of peat. If it's, it's like if you're not a fan of peaty whiskeys, like you might even enjoy this one because it's just nicely sort of gentle and and uh, still got that Balvenie sort of sweetness, that little thing to it. But yeah, yeah. no, I I love it. Love. That, that was an awesome pour. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, I've got a Belvinia on my list, but not that one. Uh, but I'll, I'll save that for a little later. Um, a thing, my, my next one on the list is um, uh, is uh, the Whistlepig Boss Hog, the, uh, the Dark Prince. They're their fourth or fifth edition, I guess, fourth edition. Um, every year they release a different kind of Boss Hog release. Um, and, you know, this is one of those ones where I, um, I thought it might be a little bit of a 
you know, I mean, it's 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 a little gimmicky. They they do like kind of a release and they do different things and um and uh, I was like, oh, well, we'll we'll try this out. And the, this it's 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 amazing. It was a really wonderful pour. It's a it's a bourbon that's been um that's been uh, a oh sorry, it's like actually Canadian whiskey, uh, primarily Canadian whiskey that's been uh. Black Prince is great spirit. It was first right ever. Uh, Armagnac cast. That's what it is. Armagnac. Okay. Uh, and so, kind of like the Law Forty cast strength, I've got a little bit of a strong relationship with this one because uh, when I went to Whistlepick the first time on their first media visit, they said, "Oh, our, our we're going to be releasing something special next year. It's going to be finished Armagnac cast." And they like gave me a couple of barrel samples, two different barrel samples. So I got to compare them, and I'm like, "Wow, these are this is really terrific." And uh, they did they did bottle that the following year, and it's uh, it's you know it's it, it gets a lot of criticism because it's it costs four or five hundred dollars a bottle and it's uh it's very very pricey and very hard to get but um they did it i think they they blew it out of the water it's um they don't really tell you what the the base whiskey is but those armiac cast finishes are just friggin delicious and uh the amount of kind of like clove and apricot cinnamon sugar mm. very similar kind of like what you would get with the finish but everything is just so much more intense not like not unlike the, the like any kind of good whiskey sometimes you just have very familiar flavors but they're just right. that intensity is there and so it just brings out that a little extra more edge um and to that pour um so yeah that was that was a wonderful pour that's uh definitely one of my favorites i've got a little bit of a sample of that one uh left and that's it's, it's in such high demand i literally had people uh messaging me like can you just bring me a, a, like just tiny samples just just to try it um uh, really good really really good so good love it um I had, it just occurred to me, I had a, um, a SMWS release uh, called, it was Margarita Cocktail. Uh, and it was like the neat, it was like 59.5% or something like that. And it was like the neatest whiskey. And I cannot remember for the life of me what the number was on it. So I couldn't tell you where it's from. Um but uh, it's called Margarita. I'm sure you can find it on the line on the interwebs. Um, but it's called Margarita Cocktail from the SMWS, which is the Scott Malt Whiskey Society. And uh, it was a super neat. Um, Alwyn, actually, one of the brand ambassadors in the UK for Belvenny, gave it to me. And uh, it was it was nice and warm, but really it was like it was literally like a margarita cocktail. I um, uh, for listeners unfamiliar as as. MWS, they're uh, they're a bottler. They buy barrels of whiskey from distilleries, and they uh, bottle them for club members. Um, and the numbers, the fifty eight point sixteen, the fifty eight uh, designates a distillery, and the sixteen is their sixteenth edition for that in distillery. And they always have these great names, Margarita Cocktails, one of many amazing names that they have. Everything seems to be bottled at cast strength. Um, yeah, fifty nine point four was this one. Yeah, yeah, this one is. I've got, and you could just Google like uh, as Jane was talking. I was. Uh, googling the name uh so it's the distillery i hate pronouncing i'm gonna give this a try all right strathilla strathila yeah that's it you got it would that be it yeah yeah i said it with the lisp i, I thought there might be a lisp in there but uh no it's, it's, it's stress <laughs> i like how they they call this one young and sprightly i like that um sprightly Um, yeah, so I, it's, um, it was really neat. It was different. Um, obviously getting into the Scotch world, you know, I started obviously as a huge American whiskey fan and thanks to Mark and his, um, 
his recommendation of the Belvenny 14 Caribbean cask sort of paved the way for the next couple of years for me, I guess. But like, um, yeah, I got really into single malts this year and I've been surrounded by some really neat ones. And this one was kind of fun for me. I think I have a tiny little bit of it left too. Oh, nice, um, nice. Awesome. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty neat. So that was, that was definitely a memorable one for me too. Um, I am going to do, uh, so next one I'm going to do, uh, was one that I had at the heel party, uh, that, uh, this is one of those things where, and if you're, if you're friends of brand, brand ambassador for Belvini, you got to taste some <laughs> of the better stuff from Belvini. Uh, and you know, and, I, and I'll preface this by I'm saying like, you know, some like not this not as common on Belvinian necessarily, but just like in general, sometimes like you get like a really old scotch from a well-established distiller and you're like, oh, yeah, no, this is nice. I mean, it's nice. Fine. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, in a quiet room <laughs> by the fireplace, if I was drinking this alone or or with like one other person, I'd really enjoy this and it'd be very memorable and special. And, and, and it would be like a very polite whiskey to have. And and there's a time and a place for that whiskey. Right. Uh, I'm here at... Uh, a loud, I mean, very loud, very loud, big, big party. And just people were talking, everybody's happy, just drinking whiskey. And, and I, I pull up a Bavoni bottle. And I'm like, Oh, 25 year old single barrel. Like this, this should be fine. Um, and, <laughs> and I tasted this and I'm like, I think the thing I had before this was like like a really uh, old high proof rye. So I my palate at this point was like, oh yeah, no, I've moved on to the high proof stuff. Mm-hmm. And but I just I did want to taste this older Balvini, and it's like boom, my palate was just like, oh hello, hey there, what's going on? Uh, and then I had another sip, and then I had another pour. I'm like, okay, wait, wait a second, like this is just th- this isn't even the same stratosphere of polite uh, Whoa, single barrel yeah. um, uh, scotch uh, scotch whiskey. And and then I uh, would go up to other people like, oh hey hey, did you? Uh, you know, what about that Belvini 25? Like, holy crap, that's amazing. Did you try that? It was so good. Like, that was, that was basically the uh, the review at the party about this Belvini 25-year-old. I know. People were <laughs> excited about it. And it's, I, it wasn't very much. I didn't bring a lot. There wasn't a lot left. And so I've, I, felt, I felt very good about that. I, I, thought you, that I thought you poured some like rye in there because like there's just so much oak oh spice gosh, on that. I'm no. like, I, is this? There's been like a single malt scotch with some rye because that that like that that just that that wood spice finish that just went on and on and on and on. Uh, uh, I, and it was just just beautiful, beautiful. I'm glad you liked it. Yay! Nailed it. Uh, and again, it's it, it, I guess that sold out at the LCBO. It's a single barrel product, so it's gone. I'm sure. Well, you know the the one that you had, yes, the, the that one you will you'll never see again. It might not be the same one as the one that comes out next, but uh, it's it, I think it's I think it's, I think there might be one or two bottles kicking around the LCBO. Um, if anyone's in Victoria, anyone who listens is going to be in Victoria. Um, uh, next week, Victoria Whiskey Fest is coming up, and uh, there might be some twenty-five at one of the the um, master classes. So, that, ah. there's your there's a tip. Um, I mean, I so you know I can't get away from this whiskey, and I'll uh, it wasn't a whiskey specific to this year, but I'll drink it any old day. That's rare breed. I just love ah, it. I love it. It's I love gonna, that. It's Thank just you. like. You know, it's just like I just like to hang my hat on it and like just come back to it, and it's like an old pal. And, you know, so many people like Instagram me, like tag me in their rare breed pictures. And I love that. <laughs> That's <because> amazing. <laughs> it's so confusing because like equal amounts of people tag me in Balvenny pictures. So if you looked at like my tag photos, people are like, who does she work for? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a huge fan of rare breed. Um, I think it sits at nice, nice proof. And it's, uh, you know, I love wild turkey. So I just sort of, you know, can't leave it out. Can't leave it out of this conversation. 
I, I, I love that because I think I think uh, if you look at our past, I, I introduced you to Caribbean cast for sure. Like that was like, hey, Jamie, this is like, like this is one of the best scotches you can taste. Have the Belvini Caribbean past cast. <laughs> and you're like, hey, Mark, Wild Turkey Rare Braid. You're going to love this stuff. And sure enough, uh, I did. It is uh, uh, it is uh, constantly a favorite. It is also um, a batch product. So every year, you know, they release different levels of proof and different uh, combinations. But it's like a combination of like a 2, 6, and 12 or something like 4, 6, and 12. I can't remember. They just they combine barrels of different age. And, um, yeah. and it's a barrel. Like it's a, they don't water it down at all. Uh, you could buy a jug of it in some place, which I think is wonderful. Like I think, that's, oh my that's god, great. I want a jug of it. I oh know, my right? god, I want a jug. So good. Uh, oh man, um, and, and it's it's the first whiskey on the list you can actually buy. Yes, um, we're the yeah. worst. This okay. is terrible. Well, this is terrible. I mean, uh, you can buy the the Belvini peated triple cask, and you can buy the lot forty true. cask drinks. It's, it's going to come. It's it's probably gone from your local. Um, uh, liquor store, uh, but there's more coming. I'm sh- I, I'm positive that there's more lot forty cast strength coming. Yeah. Um, yep. So I mean, if not, just go get yourself some lot forty, and you'll be very happy. Like yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, rare breed. What, what a great product. Uh, well, uh, turkey. It's oh man, just just perfect. Love. Yep. I the last whiskey on my list. Uh, the um, also. Uh, First tasted on the podcast. What was that? Oh. Uh, first day on the podcast is uh, we had that three ship fifty year old uh, Pinotage um, uh, with, uh, with when during the podcast, and I thought oh, that yes. was that was amazing. I really really love that. Um, that is, I'm just looking up the episode number here just so I can reference it. But uh, uh, it was episode number one hundred five with Andy Watts. Um, yeah. Andy Watts, wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, what a guy! Uh, what a wonderful, wonderful man, and uh, just uh, brought that out for us. Uh, only like 5,000 or something barrels made, uh, mm-hmm. bottles made rather, um, and mm-hmm. uh, finished in or a, a wine cast that's uh, only primarily used in South Africa. So that, that was a really, really wonderful, yeah. familiar and yet different. It's kind of like, it, it's a wine finish, so it's a little familiar in that respect, but it's just a yep. little different enough where I'm like, oh, this is, this is really nice. This is really, really uh, brings out, out of different flavors. Um, so I thought that was a really unique taste. Yeah. And, and, you know, sort of harkens back to, you know, we've, it's funny this, this, you know, in this episode, 40 something minutes or so that we've had, we've spoken about Armagnac finish, a Pinotage finish and a ice wine finish. So it seems as though, you know, we're getting these, um, you know, this, this is a a trend that is, you know, people are going to keep experimenting with different sort of finishes. Um, and, um, that's exciting and fun and, and, you know, like, uh, Gretzky's has got their red wine cask finish that's and right. yeah, yeah. FedEx's done IPA cask finish. And so like, there's just, I think this is sort of the new interesting, different sort of thing. And Balvenie has Madeira casks. There's, there's something for everyone. So, oh uh, yeah. Madeira cask yeah. finishes. Uh, yeah. if you see anything finished in Madeira cask, just buy it. Grab uh, it. Yeah. Uh, Balvenie's Madeira cask finish is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, does this one. Glamorangi does one. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, yeah. they're so, all excellent. Yeah. All excellent. Yeah. It's a great, it's a, it's such a nice compliment to, uh, to single malt. So yeah, no, it's, uh, but it's exciting because, you know, for the longest time, maybe it's felt like Scotch has this, you know, sort of this ho-hum, like, oh, you know, this is my, 
this is what scotch is doing and that's that and that's what it will be but now you've got this like new excited like exciting sort of thing that's happening and um this new generation of whiskey drinker that's coming in and saying like oh yeah this is cool but like let's do something super cool and like super different and um it's a good it's another great trend yeah and i think the industry's really uh grown into this trend because i feel um you know early on uh you know the finishes and you know we've you know even when we started this podcast we talk, we were probably when, i bet you in the first 6 months we talked about how you know finishes are very gimmicky and how noise statement whiskeys can be hit or miss um and, and i feel that was true uh back then mm-hmm. but i feel like that that criticism that was being received from you know, probably more so purchasers and whiskey commentators, but just like <laughs> that, but like the dollars were traveling a certain direction. And I think um, those finishes became better and better and better. And then you have these products that really do, um, really do complement the whiskey so much more. Um, and, and takes, as you said, like takes it away from that kind of like the, the old single malt drink, like, oh, I'll have my 25, yeah. as we talked about the 25 yeah. earlier. Like, I, yes, please give me that 25 <laughs> Belvini, but, of course. Uh, but, yeah. um, but the non, but, you know, but I mean that in a non-snobby way. But there's that that uh, yeah. that that kind of that old school, like oh, the older the age statement, the better it is, and oh, it's yeah. finished in a port barrel. Oh, su- yeah. such a gimmick. And and oh, that, this is me again. If you listen to this podcast three years ago, that's probably me. Um, <laughs> but but back then it was it was like kind of hit or miss, and it's it's now more hit than it is miss. I think that yeah. that that um, the whiskey makers are understanding the complement between. Um, the early days, some of this, and not in all cases, but the early days of this was like, okay, we're going to add sherry finishes to give you a sweeter drink because you, you consumer want a sweet drink. Right. Um, and that wasn't it. That, that was not what the, the consumer necessarily wanted, but that, that was kind of like an easy play. Uh, but today it's, okay, we get a consumer. You want something maybe a little sweeter, but maybe also drier, maybe with a little bit more uh, oak tannins in it, or maybe a little spicier and like kind of, and, and those are the flavor profiles they're going. And I mean, all these whiskey makers, you know, are so excellent. They're like, oh, okay, we understand what you're, we want. This is, we're just going to give it to you. Here you go. You're going to love this now. Uh, and and totally. we do. And we do. Yeah, and they do a absolutely. great job of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the the way that, you know, and it's it, we hear it all the time and, and we're around it all the time is that, you know, we've probably even said this exact same thing before that whiskey drinkers are not just going to their their one whiskey anymore like this is not this is not the days of like i drink grants or i drink teeling or i drink um teachers or i just drink like this like this is my drink and i always have a bottle of it and that's it everybody has a bottle of bourbon a bottle of single malt bottle of rye bottle of canadian whiskey bottle of irish like something on the go um you know from all over the place you know people are are looking to have a different drink for a different day for a different mood for a different whatever and so which is nice which is fun that's part yeah. of the whole like thing about it so the consumer is different and i think that keeping people interested and like with you know listening to what people want and and keeping things fresh and exciting and new it's all part of that too so that you know as you've seen in my apartment and mm-hmm. i've seen in yours it's never just been like one or two bottles no <laughs> <It's bad. laughs> embarrassing yeah i when i I started when i was started writing the whiskey cabinet was back in 2013 and you know it was released in 2015 but i kind of like started thinking about the idea in 2013 and the all the marketing information was like your your whiskey enthusiast has six bottles of whiskey and like how i know i just i just saw i heard you drop something jamie like six bottles like that (laughs) 
<laughs> your grandma has six balls of whiskey now. Like this is not uh, th- this is this is it- it's exactly. way beyond that at this point. There's just there's so much more whiskey in the cabinet uh, today than there ever was. And you certainly see people's, uh, you know, like they like you said, they they tag you on on their whiskey cabinet collections. Mm. You're like, oh, yeah, you got a million whiskeys or, exactly. or you have 12 whiskeys, but you spent a bazillion dollars on these whiskeys. Like people have. Mm so much more whiskey uh that they're yep. drinking and um and that's I mean, that's one wonderful reason why you're able to do this podcast and still represent Belvini because Belvini understands hey not a, you know you're not just going to have Belvini you're going to have other products as exactly. well and that's okay and that's okay and that's okay and that's great and that's perfect because you want to have the conversation right like what is whiskey without sitting there and and having you know, a good chat, which I guess mm-hmm. brings us to the fact that we're just called the whiskey topic. And it's been like I, almost three years we've been doing this podcast, yes, right? That's right. Uh, let's see three. Yeah, it's almost three years. It's like, uh, it's like a month and a half away from three years. Yeah. That's so it's like, it's absolutely crazy. So, you know, like, it just goes to show like what, you know, and how many people we've met through this community and how many people, you know, have listened and, and come chat with us or reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter and and which is amazing. So, you know, we're grateful. Thanks for yeah. listening for a hundred episodes ish and almost three years, guys. Yeah, no, really appreciate all this. You guys have been excellent and you've been like cheering us on and you've been keeping uh, keeping up to date on the whiskey. And, and we love we love seeing when you buy whiskey that we recommend and tagging us. And, yes. and uh, that's that's just a wonderful feeling to know that that's uh, that you're enjoying the same whiskeys we are while we're recording the podcast. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, we didn't steer you wrong. <laughs> No, I think our uh, our main recommendations have always done well. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I think so too. So that's great. And we got lots of fun stuff coming up for 2018. We're working on uh, some upcoming episodes as we speak. So yeah, yeah. Where Absolutely. can people find you on the line, Mark? Uh, I am on Twitter and on Instagram at Mark Bylock, M-A-R-K-B-Y-L-O-K. And and still, like, still, you know, occasionally uh, people will follow me on Instagram or, or Twitter. Be like, oh, you, you're, you're, this is great. You actually post stuff that you drink. I'm like, yes, just follow me on Instagram. I've been saying it all along. Just, just, you know. Exactly. No more Instagram's... Snapchat, eh? We just sort of. Oh, I know. That abandoned <laughs> it. Well, Instagram live videos have taken over Snapchat. That's right. That's, exactly. that's it. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm still bourbon thing. Awesome. Uh, which, again, is, you know, just a. Uh, you know, I've worked for William Grant and Sons for a year now and everyone's, you know, loves the podcast and I get great feedback about it and stuff like that. And so, you know, my first love was bourbon. And so I'm bourbon thing on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you, guys. Um, as always, you can, uh, you can uh, reach us out. Also, that the Whiskey Topic on Twitter, if you are on Twitter. Uh, we do post uh, every episode there. But, of course, make sure to tune in on iTunes and Google Play or whatever other network you uh, you do. Make sure to subscribe and rate us. We haven't asked for a rating in a very long time. It's actually very funny. We When we do ask for ratings, people rate our podcast. And we don't ask for oh, ratings, that's... nobody rates it. <laughs> it's such a pain in the butt to rate a podcast. I understand. I, it's, it's a pain in the butt. You got to, like, there's... Multiple steps, and I understand. Uh, but uh, but it's that time of year where we should ask for a couple of uh, five star ratings. Go. So if you can uh, rate us, on the... I like how you told them exactly how to rate us. You're well, like, we'd no... like some five star rating ratings. Uh, well, you know what? I gotta say, this is the problem with radio podcasts. Is you're you're never gonna nobody's gonna bother going to like, oh well, I three star like this podcast. Right. It's too much work to rate it. You got to go to <laughs> iTunes. You got to find the podcast. You got you're not gonna bother if you're a meteor the middle of the road. You're just gonna be like, ah, oh, it's fine. It's fine pot you're not gonna bother um so it's either a five or a one i mean really that's what it comes actually that's a very good point i never even thought about that so yep 
Excellent. Yep. Good to to go. So yeah. So head on over. Listen to Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm right about this. I'm totally right. (laughs) Uh, Jamie, it's been wonderful. Absolutely. So we're going to have a, we're kicking off uh, 2018. Uh, We're going to have lots more episodes coming up. Uh, Like I said, we'll get more regular as, as my children grow up and sleep more. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Cheers, guys. Cheers.